Monday, June 15th, 2009, and this is the comeback edition of The Relevant Podcast. The Relevant Podcast is your audio companion to Relevant Magazine and RelevantMagazine.com, and I'm your host, back in black, Cameron Strang. You are wearing I am wearing black. black. <laughs> uh, after a long hiatus, first of all, I want to apologize for the last month or so of uh, absences. Uh, frankly, it was too intense with the NBA playoffs going on. I, I just didn't have <laughs> time in my schedule. Uh, let me introduce who's here with us because this is a very special edition of the Relevant Podcast. Sitting in the studio in Orlando, Florida with me here is Maya Strang. Hello, everybody. On the uh, Skype from Loverland, Virginia is Jesse Carey. Hello, hello. In a car in New Zealand. On his honeymoon. Uh, well, more more about that later. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> because some people may not know why. Oh. Uh, um, uh, is, is Adam Smith. Hello, everybody. And his new husband. <laughs> <laughs> and, it's a very progressive country. <laughs> <laughs> That's why he had to go to New Zealand. Um, and... and, and <laughs> And on his cell phone, in a car, heading to Indiana in the United States, is none other but the legendary Tyler Clark. I wish that I got that kind of intro everywhere. <laughs> I wish, that I, that, I, I wish that, that my wife here could hear you refer to me as legendary, but I'll just have to relay it to her. She won't believe me otherwise. Tyler, you, you and I have spoken about one time in the last you know three years or so, and, and I just want you to know, though... That every time I'm in like a TGI Fridays and Jump starts playing, I I just I warm fuzzies all over the place and I talk about you and I tell everybody about your rendition, which was flawless of Jump, which was on relevant TV like what four years ago. I just want something like and that. You have because forever. I'm finding the downside of the fact that YouTube doesn't die. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody brought it up just like just a month or so ago. For the first time in like a year and a half, someone was like, oh, I saw a video of you on YouTube. Ah, boy. (laughs) For those who don't know, uh, Tyler used to be our managing editor. I mean, this is back in like the late 80s. And um, (laughs) and, and we thought while he was here. He was seven at the time. We were thinking, you know, this this whole interweb thing everyone's talking about, we hear you can do videos. And so... We had a keyboard. We had a camera. We said, "Tyler, we go had at a Tyler." It. Yeah, we had yeah. <laughs> so we, he uh, he he did a couple clips for Relevant TV of playing various songs. He did a rendition of Scrubs and a rendition of Jump, and um, I don't know. They 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 just were legendary. Just seeing it as a, an observer, you know, getting the the outside point of view of it. Um, it was kind of like transcendent because. At first, you look at it and you're like, 
there's no way this is just a video of a guy awkwardly sitting and playing scrubs on the piano. And then you start watching and you're like, wait, it actually is just that. But then as it goes on, you realize, wait, no, it's somehow so much more than that. <laughs> then you're like, no. <laughs> no again. Uh, I, I have just enough talent that I really want to impress people, but not nearly enough that I actually can. So, <laughs> Well, I was going to say, I, I beg to differ, Tyler, because I distinctly remember a uh, a night that will live in infamy in Orlando of of, a, of an idol-style competition. At Howl at the that, Moon. That if Hasselhoff was there, he would be in tears. Clay Aiken's got nothing. Okay. I'm glad this came up because someone, again, this randomly came up in conversation last week, and I couldn't remember what the third song was. There was Ring of Fire... Uh, some Michael Jackson song, Beat It or something, and I couldn't remember what the third song was. Uh-huh. I don't think, I don't me. think any of us can because uh, I think for a moment in time we were just swallowed into a vortex of awesomeness. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, you like know, we were in a I got to do is see point. the video, and just speaking for myself, it was like hovering above my body. Watching myself enjoying it. You know? all, all you heard is the sound of like swishing waves. That was it. It's it's a really yeah, it's, like, it's, it's, it's I, spiritual. I lost, I lost my corporeal being, and when I tried to look at, at the video of Tyler, all I saw was a faint gold glow. <laughs> oh my gosh! I just found Tyler's uh, no scrubs on YouTube. <laughs> Uh, Hold on, I'm gonna play it. Tyler's never gonna talk to us again. <laughs> yeah, that that salmon shirt. Yeah, <laughs> it's loading. I, Tyler, I love the fact that the one thing you remember is the color of your shirt at the moment. <laughs> there are bad decisions being made left and right in that video. <laughs> Can everyone Hello. hear it? Yeah, he's yeah. playing. He's playing. Welcome to the Relevant Studio. <laughs> Scrub is a guy who thinks he's fine. Also known as a buster. Always talking about what he wants. Sits on his bro. So, I don't want your number, no. I don't want to give you mine, and no. I don't want to lead you nowhere, no. Wasting all of your time, and no. I don't want no scrub. Scrub is a guy who can't get no love from me. Hanging out the passenger side of his best friend's ride. The beautiful thing of this is he's on a large stage that was built because the previous week Mute Math did a show for us on that stage. So, um, you know. Well, I don't know if you guys have heard, but I'm now playing with Mute Math. Oh, yeah. They they saw that performance. Yeah. So they, you know, they got it. They got what was up. So, Tyler, tell us what you're doing now. Oh, I just found Jump. This is the one. You found it. I found Jump. Okay, now listen to this, though. I'll tell you, let me tell people context. You sat down at the keyboard for the first time, and this was my keyboard, and you found this sound, which sounds exactly (laughs) right. <laughs> it's really 
proud of himself right about now. <laughs> Here comes a fist pump. Oh, there you can, go. can I just say, if if rainbows had the ability to make a sound, <laughs> it would sound a lot like that. <laughs> Tyler, you look like you're about 12 years old in that video. Well, yeah, he still yeah. does. Oh boy! Well, it was <laughs> the late 80s. Right, right, right. right. <laughs> so, so yeah, t- that was actually that song had just came out when he recorded that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. I enjoy stuff like that. I literally heard Jump the other day in TGI Fridays. You, and, and you did. You go, Tyler Clark. That's, why you, you, that's just what it is. I just say your name. And that's, all it, that's all I do. Let's move on with the actual podcast oh, yeah. format here. Uh, we, we start things off with uh, entertainment releases, and then uh, we will do some slices. Now, I asked Tyler to come ready to bring a slice. So we'll see what he's got for us. And then uh, later in the show, we have a live in-studio performance for you. By a surprise man. By a surprise guest. <laughs> which I will uh, find out who it is in a minute. All right. Okay, so entertainment releases uh, coming out in theaters, right? Do we do theaters first or we do music first? Music's tomorrow, Tuesday, Whatever. right? All right, so yeah. we'll do the music releases, which mine do not... My list stops at June 9th. Crap. You know what? I, I say you just roll with what you're feeling, man. You know, don't be bound by rules and restrictions. This this thing has to happen organically. What has New Zealand done to you? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Listen, Hippie, we play by rules around here. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know that since I left, it became the United States of Russia. <laughs> Actually, it has. <laughs> they're, they're oh, man. oh man quoting conservative that, that, talk radio yeah that deserves no snap all right so entertainment releases music coming out in stores tomorrow tuesday june 16th which is also my brother chandler's birthday it is uh we've got incubus oh boy <laughs> yes it's a, it's a greatest hit so uh that tells you where they're at in their career Greatest hits. I thought that would have been a blank CD. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Spinal Tap with Back from the Dead. Oh, <laughs> no, yes. Mm-hmm. Street Sweeper Social Club with uh, Street Sweeper Social Club and Twista with Category F5. Not really much coming out because last week on Tuesday, or you know, depending on when you listen to it, it there's a lot of releases like Most Def, Black Eyed Peas, which is terrible. It is not. It's, it's terrible. Iron Maiden. Other stuff like Basically, that. nothing matters this week except Spinal Tap. Pretty much. Like spinal Tap. Yeah. The Incubus Greatest Hits? I don't know. Anyone? Anyone? <laughs> <laughs> Any takers? What can Any I hear takers. on Incubus Greatest Hits? <laughs> uh, you can download it for free. Oh, also, we got the Summary P by Hawk Nelson coming out. And Everyday Sunday has the best night of our lives coming out on Tuesday. Is the best night of our lives, does that fall on a Sunday, perhaps? <laughs> wah, wah. <laughs> yeah, it's been a while. Come on. <laughs> I'll take the blame for the for the gap. I'll take the blame for Jesse's bad jokes. <laughs> All right. Actually, yeah, thanks, Cameron. Yeah. That's what you brought. Jesse's to. like a diesel engine. You gotta let him warm up. <laughs> yeah. I started off with a big bang though. The, the husband joke. Come on. Right, right. Except I don't know that that was actually in the recording. I think that was in our show <laughs> prep time. No, it wasn't. 
Oh, that wasn't. Um, okay, so <laughs> films coming out on Friday, June nineteenth. We've got the proposal with um, Sandra Bullock. I'm gonna see it. <laughs> yeah, we got Year One with Jack Black and Michael Sarah. That one looks pretty good, actually. Yeah, I don't understand the premise because they span about three thousand years of human history. Is there some sort of time machine? I, I see. I, I don't really understand the premise. And and one thing I'm a little disappointed about from the previews is Michael Sarah is playing George Michael Bluth just over and over and over again. Right. You know, kind of like the awkward, funny guy. Right. I, I'm ready for him to expand the horizons a little. I don't know that he's you got know, it in him. I, I think, don't mind. I think Michael Sarah might be playing Michael Sarah again. Mm. Yeah. I honestly don't mind if he plays Michael Sarah for the rest of his career. I was like, that's but, totally fine with me. <laughs> yeah. But what what about when he's doing like this awkward teenage thing when he's like forty? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just going to be creepy movies. I watched uh, Stranger Than Fiction again the other night, and um, Joe, not Joe, um, the other brother, Buster, Tony. Buster was in it, and mm-hmm. um, that's a great movie, by the way. It's just a great yeah, movie. I just love, I love how it rethinks like our universe, you know, it's just left of center. And I really like that. It's nice. Um, I guess that's it for entertainment releases. There's not really much happening other than the Michael Sarah movie. We are warming up for the big, uh, big summer movie season. And might I say it looks absolutely terrible. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, the movie that looks the worst to me, cause I'm a fan of like Iron Man and Transformers. I know. I know. G.I. Joe. Are you saying Transformers? No, G.I. Joe looks terrible. Cameron, I, I mean no really? disrespect by this, but please shut your mouth right now. G.I. <laughs> <laughs> Joe looks it absolutely looks freaking awful. awesome. No, any movie that has Dennis Quaid in an authority figure role is poorly cast. I'm sorry. Is it just me or is it like if Dennis Quaid is the kind of guy, if you can't get Harrison Ford for a movie, you get Dennis Quaid. <laughs> yeah, he is a poor man. It's kind of like Ford. I was watching this James Spader movie last night, and I realized, hmm, he's the guy you get if you can't get Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> yeah. uh, there was this great Onion article that came out right around the Oscar season, and, it, oh, yeah. and the headline was, Dennis Quaid still not nominated for anything. <laughs> And the whole story yeah. <laughs> just talked about how Dennis Quaid has never been nominated and started talking about all his movies that never have a chance of nomination. <laughs> At the end of it, you know, it's like Dennis Quaid not nominated for any Oscars. And then it's like the actor is also not up for any Golden Globes. <laughs> just, just kicking him while he's down, essentially. Like I'm sitting here wanting to defend him and like say, oh, no, but he was in such and such. And I can't do it. <laughs> he was in that Ashton Kutcher movie. Which one? Where, yeah, like where like my the daughter he Ashton Kutcher wanted to date his daughter. No, no, uh, Topher Topher oh, Grace. No, Grace. that was that was Toby. Uh, no, that was the kid yeah, from that seventy. Topher yeah. Topher. Yeah, the other. Yeah, that's, that's, that was other, a good movie. Yeah, it had yeah. Scarlett Johansson. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Did you say it was a good movie, Jesse? It wasn't a bad movie. It wasn't a bad. <laughs> that, was, that's what I was saying. He can play the dad role just fine. Yeah, he can be a dad. Yeah. He's not a general over GI Joe, a secret section of the army. I'm sorry. Right. Well, See, I I'll have be to there. Say, I night, think so. Transformers looks worse. What? I don't agree with you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. I say this saying I liked the first Transformers movie because I thought it was the best movie you could possibly Ever? make about you know cars that transform into robots. <laughs> right. Stop right there. Uh, That's good. That's good enough. Yeah. No. It was. It was really good. But this one just looks awful. Just absolutely Adam. awful. And Adam, could they have given it a worse title than Revenge of the Fallen? 
I'm being approached by one of my friends here who's just seen me sitting outside the house, so I'm going to have to say hi real quick. <laughs> uh, I'm doing the podcast. Yeah, what's wrong with Adam? Like, why is Sam, he in the car Sam talking? told me to just come sit outside the house and use the wireless. <laughs> hey, guys. Hi, New Zealanders. The, the police are on their way. I was, I was kind of hoping maybe that Sam had told your parents. <laughs> what was, what was, was Adam and his that? husband doing in the car? <laughs> Where is he honeymooning that he just has friends? Yeah. Like, yeah. I think they're coming right, back from the fun, honeymoon. Guys. Maybe tell your parents that I'm not just sitting out here casing the joint to rob it. Okay. All right. See you guys. Was that a... Evidently, the... Uh, um, the message that I would be sitting outside their house using their wireless didn't actually get to them. What was that? A herd of sheep? <laughs> no. Okay. Those like were sheep. those were human beings, Cameron. Gotcha. They all sound the same. The New Zealand accent <laughs> sounds like sheep. To me. Well, back to Transformers, Adam. I think we need to get you back to the United States of America ASAP because. You're going crazy over there. Yeah, you're scary. Honestly, there's I've never seen a worse title for a movie than Revenge of the Fallen. And like, what are you talking about? That's like a zombie title. I mean, that's Yeah, but they're Transformers. And like the the trailer makes it look like this, you know, profound sci-fi thriller horror movie. And it's like they're Transformers. Exactly. Where's Tyler? I think we lost him. No, I'm, I'm here. Oh, I just have nothing to He's say just about in shock, I think. You don't like Transformers? Yeah, <laughs> I have nothing to contribute to this conversation. I'm not a big summer blockbuster guy. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm maybe not a full. Maybe I'm not a full male. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I only watch films by auteurs. <laughs> <laughs> Tell I'm just not like curiosity. As pedestrian as you guys are. Sorry. <laughs> Tyler, just out of curiosity, what's the last movie that you saw uh, in the theater? Uh, I love you, man. Love you, man. That's pretty. That was good. Yeah, that was that good. Yeah. Well, it was actually like we actually just saw it like two weeks ago at a dollar theater. Mm. So. Well, you're still. I thought it was great. I loved it. Yeah, Yeah, it was funny. I liked it. Uh, before we move on, I, I actually have to mention our sponsor of today's podcast. Now, normally we would have one every once in a while, but we've been off the air for so long. We actually have three sponsors that I need to mention throughout today's podcast. So here's <laughs> the first one. Today's podcast is brought to you by the Cornerstone Festival 2009, featuring over 500 bands, including Under Oath, Shiny Toy Guns, Anne Berlin, and more. See the entire lineup and get tickets at cornerstonefestival.com. I'm actually going to go this year. Have you been before? Yeah, I've been. I was there when I was with Seven Ball Magazine back in, back in like, 98. Yeah. And um, it was hot. <laughs> it was it's hot, hot but uh, it is the most fun out of all the summer festivals. It's the only one where you can come with a truck full of lumber and build a treehouse to live in for the entire week. And they're cool with that. <laughs> they actually encourage it. <laughs> did you do this or did you see it done? I saw it done, and I ventured into a few, but I tried to do it later at some of the more polished festivals that were in stadiums, and uh, it was it was frowned upon. In a stadium, you tried to build a treehouse. <laughs> it was in the parking lot, but uh, either way. Yeah, uh, well, relevant. Uh, actually, our we're, we're sending a crew out on the road like we do every summer. Well, we didn't last summer, but every summer prior to that, after 2004 and until last year. Anyway. Uh, they're leaving like Monday 
mm-hmm. today, the fifteenth. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's been a mad dash to get everything uh, taken care of. We've we've got like three big, huge HD plasmas on it, and making. When vi- is when is Cornerstone? It's in July, uh, early July early every July. year. Yeah. Sometimes How's it's connected to the fourth. The booth isn't honestly. I'll I'll take a picture and put it on online. It's not totally assembled right now, but it's incredible. It's going to be our best yet. I mean, it's really, really cool. And we're going out on the road this summer with one, the one campaign. And, uh, well, they're coming with us. And so it's kind of a relevant one and reject apathy booth. Um, I haven't talked a lot about reject apathy because it mainly happened during my hiatus and, and, and while the podcast has been gone, but it's a new magazine we're launching, uh, on, to, to talk about social justice issues and Christian social engagement. It, it covers the, the gamut. It's not just like poor kids in Africa. It's the gamut of, of issues that we feel we should be on the front lines about. And uh, the magazine's called Reject Apathy. There'll be a website and everything. And it launches this summer. And one is a big partner with Reject Apathy. And so that's why they're going out on the road with us. So Oh, pretty cool. It's going to be really cool. It's a new season for us. I mean, and, and, and uh, people are like, oh, another magazine no it's free <laughs> we're giving it away completely free. free no ads in it and we're giving it away so do the math on that one <laughs> <laughs> fortunately the printer's not printing it for free so uh, um okay um, so i do i do have to just shoot out a warning i'm at 24 percent battery power yikes we better get over to slices so that'll end your entertainment releases segment up next slices to some music that I put in in post-production, and I don't know yet what it is. So There's a good chance it's Tyler Clark playing this drums again. <laughs> or Incubus. <laughs> Probably Brooke Wagner or something I've been listening to lately. Um, or the Black Eyed Peas. No. <laughs> I like them. I, I loved the Black Eyed Peas, you know, eight years ago, and... Somebody said that Fergie was the shark that the Black Eyed Peas jumped. And I yes. would agree. Yeah, yeah, without a doubt. He ruined that band. <laughs> yeah, he, she made them he popular. Ruined, She's the yeah, Yoko. I was just going to say, he ruined it, but he also made them insanely successful. Right. <laughs> yeah. well, I take integrity over selling out any day. They say they sold out in one of their albums. Black really? Eyed Peas selling out. Uh, you sure they weren't talking about like sell out their shows? I don't know. I'll have to listen to the song that you know. Okay. Well, one way or the other, it's kind of, it's, there's a ring of truth to it. It was, did, was, is that the original lineup other than Fergie Mm -hmm. or did the, the guy with like the weird long hair that just like does like kind of ninja break dancing, was he with them all along? All along. Uh, Will, the ninja dancer and the black guy all were dancers. And that's kind of how they got their start was that they were like B-boy and they formed like a B-boy group. And so it was like a dancing B-boy group. And then they started to make their own music in the mid-90s, late-90s. And it wasn't commercially successful at all. 
And in like 99, 2000, they made their make or break album. It was like the last one and it, and it blew up. And then they added Fergie the next album. So, yeah. And, and in an early issue of Relevant, I think <laughs> our third issue, the night before we re- like reviewed their album or something, and uh, the night before we went to the printer, I was kind of doing some touch up stuff on the cover. And normally you have copy editing. But it was so late, I just kind of touched a few things up and <laughs> pushed it to the printer. And lo and behold, three weeks later, we open a box and it says Black Eyed Peed on the cover. <laughs> and I did a typo. The D and the S are right next to each other on the keyboard. Yeah. Oh, well. Lost a little pred there. but At least you did it, not somebody else. Oh, gosh. Yeah, I can't fire myself. So, <laughs> <laughs> But on some level, though, it's more infuriating when you do something like that. You know, it's like... Like I remember, uh, once I, I stepped on and broke my my laptop back in the day. And it's like if someone else had done that, I would have forgiven them immediately. Just like okay, you know, mistakes happen. But the fact that I did it made me so furious. So it's like on some level, you know, if someone had sent it to a printer with that on the cover, yeah, you get mad. But the fact that you do it yourself, then it's just like you're so furious. I wasn't. I was embarrassed. You know, it was like we were a brand new magazine. Everybody was already skeptical if we could make it. And then you throw a black eyed peed on the cover. And <laughs> I don't know. But so, maybe they thought you were like trying to do some like, clever wordplay. And <laughs> and they were like, you know, like, I don't get this, but, you know, these guys seem really cool. So I'm going to act like I get it. You yeah. know, yeah. Yeah. that's kind of what happened when I watched um, that movie you were just referring to. Strangers of Fiction? Yeah. Like, oh, this is funny. I always use Black Eyed Peed as my, at least I didn't make that typo story. <laughs> kind of, it's, it's the bar for me. Like, oh, well, I'm not going to feel too bad about that. I didn't use Black Eyed Peed. Evidently, you've done everyone a service, Cameron. Well, I just live to serve is really what it is. <laughs> you know, and, uh, you know, I, I have a reference point like that, Tyler, prior to you. Was Juan before you or after you? Before you, right? Yeah. So one of our, one of our earliest managing editors was Juan Kim. So it went Juan Kim, Tyler Clark, Adam Smith. That was the order. Yeah. And and then Jesse. And, Jesse. and then Jesse. Um, and so Juan can't. He's not on to defend himself. But he was <laughs> very early in his tenure with us. And we were in a planning meeting for the front matter of the magazine, which we call Slices. And and so you know we we're talking about like you know funny little pieces when we wanted you know something interesting, something informative, something current, something funny, da da da. And I was like, oh, we should you know this is back in the early two thousands. So we we're like, oh, we should do you know all these like ironic, funny saying shirts. Let's just run a couple of show a couple of shirts. You know, let's do like a little t shirt slice. <laughs> and so so he he did it. You know, he's new and he's real eager and he's writing everything down. You know. And he finishes the section and whatever, and it's designed. And I look at it, and the headline was T-shirt slice. <laughs> and so, oh, geez. yeah. And so, like that comes up in virtually every editorial <laughs> meeting for slices. You know, like you know, T-shirt slice is a reference point for me. So, yeah. like you, Tyler, <laughs> at least at least the slice is better than T-shirt slice. You know, <laughs> at least this headline is better than T-shirt slice. All right. Well, uh, okay. So this time for slices now. Do we make the new guy, uh, the guest, go first, or do we? How do you guys want to do it? Yeah, make uh, him go first. <laughs> yeah, let's hear it. Let him Thanks. bomb. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Tyler, you have literally had about three years to prepare this. So. <laughs> <laughs> and once again, you're driving right now, right? Uh, actually, I'm in the passenger seat. 
So okay, uh, okay. That's he has a I mean, driver. I mean, no, I'm driving right now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even. Okay, all right. So, man, I'm, I'm I'm rusty. I don't know how this goes. So you guys may have heard the story. Uh, a family in uh, like the St. Louis area took their family, like their Christmas uh, family Christmas picture, and then a friend of theirs who lives in uh, the Czech Republic was there like a week or two after Christmas and drove past a grocery store and saw this big, like life-size blow up of like an ad in there, in the store window of this family of their Christmas picture. Uh, They have no idea how this grocery store uh, got their family picture and (laughs) how on earth it was big enough to, uh, to blow up into a, a, a six foot, yeah, or do they put it like maybe they put it on like on Facebook or something, you know? Well, Google image search. I mean, they could have yeah. had it on their family, you know? But are they allowed to take photos? No, like that? of course not. Okay. Not allowed, but I'm saying how, how they probably found it on, you know, that way. Anyway, keep going. Was that it? Yeah, that's basically it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> see, I, I thought the I next. I've got quotes here. <laughs> I've got, but, but, but there's no juicy thing to it. I don't did, know. Did, it you, did you quote them yourself, Tyler? <laughs> um, well, all right, here's another one. And really, I just like this for the first line of it. Um, let me read this here. A, a 14-year-old German boy was hit in the hand by a pea-sized meteorite that scared the bejesus out of him. <laughs> <left his car. laughs> I just like any news story. They're going to have the word bejesus in the first line. <laughs> <laughs> Factual reporting. That's probably the New York Times. Uh, the article is from uh, Space.com, which, of course, <laughs> makes me wonder if Space.com needs any more writers. <laughs> yeah, that's clearly editorializing. <laughs> it scared the bejesus out of them. It's not even like in quotes where the kids said that. Because <laughs> I'm sure the Germans I, I, don't use the like phrase bejesus. <laughs> so do you have I, Space.com bookmarked? How did you find yes, it? Yes, yeah. Really? Uh, it was it, uh, Yahoo News. Oh, all right. Hold it. Yeah. After watching Stranger Than apparently Fiction. Apparently, Space.com has lots of good stories. <laughs> I was going to say, it, it may, it's the, the tone of that story makes me think it's like one guy, like one geek in his garage like <laughs> as the webmaster. And other headlines are like, you know, recent news. Fr- space is freaking huge. You know? <laughs> <laughs> What's great with this article is the whole second half of the article has really nothing to do with the first half. It's just a list of every person that's ever been hit by a meteorite. <laughs> and, you, and you know the funny part is that guy wrote that part off the top of his head. <laughs> <laughs> and he put an adjective to how each of them reacted. <laughs> Speaking of space.com, after watching Stranger Than Fiction and uh, Buster in it is kind of a space nerd. Mm-hmm. And it's his like life's dream to go to space camp. And so before Will Ferrell's character, you know, wakes up the last day that he knows that he's going to be alive, he wanted to do some nice things. And so he got Buster's, his friend, admission to adult space camp. And then what did you do when you saw that, And so I got really excited. And so I went online. And there really is an adult space camp. (laughs) And I'm very excited about this. It's in Birmingham, Alabama. And uh, at at the real space camp, and there's an adult program, and you can go for three weeks or, or three days or six days. I, I guarantee you that at least ninety percent of the people that attend that still live with their parents. <laughs> <laughs> and, 
That's how they afford. To go. Yeah, I do. Of course, I do. It's like six hundred dollars, <laughs> but you know, I mean, I could live with mom and dad and save up or something. But <laughs> I wanted to go more than anything when I was in third and fourth grade, but my parents wouldn't send me. I, I'm just, I'm just, you know, can you imagine if you if you actually went? And how uncomfortable it would be, yeah. like in a little bunk room that night, and with all these like adult men who also spent all this money to come to space camp. Like, what are you going to sit there in your bunk at night and talk to you about with these grown men? Well, see, I yeah, would go here, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I'd, I'd go because it was it'd be hilarious and you know kitschy, and I'd have a great time because it was funny. My fear right. would be everybody else who was there. You know, like, yeah. yeah, no one else would be in on the joke. Nobody They'd be else. the guys who still have their 2001 A Space Odyssey sleeping bag <laughs> yeah. that they yeah. brought with them. So then I think, oh, actually, rather than being funny, it would just be like when we went to the Creation Museum, guys, it was just kind of sad. And it wasn't yes. sad because of the actual Creation Museum. It was sad because of the people that were there. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I don't even want to revisit that. From 21 and counting. Well, that's pretty much the clientele from that, that museum, honestly. Um, I would like to say when we found out we were going to have a boy, Cameron goes, maybe he'll be into astronomy. I did not. You did, and I you did. were totally serious. I did not. Maybe what? he'll be into astronomy. Yes. It's I, what every parent wants for their child. She's lying. I'm not lying. I I don't know if that's true. Why don't you just say maybe he'll be ostracized? <laughs> yeah. Why don't we just homeschool him? I'm, I'm going to put that telescope in his nursery. Are I, you? I, absolutely. Plant the seeds early. Put your little notebook for when you were a kid. Stop it. <laughs> I, I scrapbooked when the space this uh, space shuttle exploded. I scrapbooked all the news clippings. Of all of the stuff. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Maya, Maya, you need to start calling Cameron Space Camp and just get the whole staff to do it. <laughs> hey, what's up, Space Camp? We That'd can do awesome. that. Yeah, that would be awesome. <laughs> all right, another slice, please. All right. I found this one. Uh, it's it's a couple weeks old, but, I mean, a story like this has got legs, as they say in the business. Um, <laughs> I've been following it pretty closely what throughout business? the last month. <laughs> the business that I'm in. Um, <laughs> I Cameron, I don't have time to explain. Um, the, the, biz, the business is very, very busy. So he doesn't have time to find it for Cameron, you. I'm, I'm sorry. Let me rephrase that. The biz. Maybe it yeah. makes more sense now. He's um, already on to the next thing. It's fast paced. He's yeah. always on his feet. He's always moving. So, yeah, in it's pretty much in my legs. business, yeah. all I've yeah. been doing is reading this news story over and over and, <laughs> and scanning Google to see if there's any updates. So far, there hasn't been any since it was published on May 18th. But uh, <laughs> uh, I found this story great for a couple of reasons. Well, first, they're uh, at Harem College. Do you guys Whoa. know where it is in Ohio? Harem? H I R A M. Oh, I thought you were saying H A R E M. It's common mistake. I, I <laughs> trust me. I hit this story from every angle, um, <laughs> and that's also why Jesse initially applied to that university. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah I, during the campus visit, I was sorely, uh, sorely confused. disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say confused, but uh, <laughs> so. Uh, Apparently, a uh, a statue of President James Garfield was recently donated to the school. Uh, within a day of it being on campus, uh, it was beheaded. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> 
they, they, they did the uh, – just the day after the dedication, they woke up the next morning and found that the head of President James Garfield was uh, broken off intentionally. They don't know where the head is. They don't know who did this horrific act of terrorism. Um, Someone who hates freedom, that's for sure. Yeah, but, and the, the best part of this story is the last line. It's the Jesus out of all the students. <laughs> <laughs> the statue was acquired by Harem College from a trustee who found it recently on an eastern Ohio farm. Like the oh, the statue so? weighs two tons. Okay, was this guy just like plowing his field one day and he sees this like towering image over the corn? Is that? <laughs> It is James Garfield. Garfield. I think it was a fossilized James Garfield. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. or, it just natu- the rocks naturally eroded that way. <laughs> At first, I was going to say who would bear such a grudge against James Garfield, but evidently, historically, someone did since you know he was kind of assassinated. The first, the guy's shot, and now he can't even you know keep his head on for a day. I yeah. can't catch a break. Yeah, he seems like such an innocuous president, and yet people really have it in for him. So uh, that was kind of my thought of, like, why James Garfield to put in a statue on your campus? But it was because they found it in a field, and they thought, eh, we'll put it at the the college? I mean, I guess Garfield had once spoken there uh, years ago. And, uh, you know, let's say you went to, let's say, you know, you found out that, you know, or you hasn't been around that long, but let's say you're out on your farm one day, Cameron, you find an awesome statue of a former president. Rutherford B. Hayes, yes. <laughs> yeah, because I was cutting my grass the other day, and I found a Rutherford B. Hayes two-ton sandstone statue. So it happens. It happens. Um, but I don't know. I don't think there's been any leads. They suspect some, you know, pranksters on campus. Um, I suspect Al Qaeda. So <laughs> I'll, I'll keep you boys. guys abreast on any Oh, the secret handshake. Symbol five, right? Wasn't that it? It was five because he was the fifth president. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like George's version of it when he was confronted on the street. <laughs> it looks like he was telling somebody to steal second base. Yeah, I was gonna say it's like a baseball sign. Yeah. All right, Adam. Top that. All right. So, top that. Uh, to- this top is that, as it were, uh, the headless statue story. Top no, that. there's no way. I should have gone. Jesse should have gone last. Oh, by the way, gonna... by the way, you, before you get into your slice, you know, a recurring theme of news coverage here on the relevant podcast is the impending chimpocalypse, right? Yes. And, um, uh, to the, to that end, uh, I was looking at the merchandise that that we're sending out on the summer tour this year: t-shirts, patches, hats, and then there's like a lot of buttons. They made an entire line of buttons that just say <laughs> "Chimpocalypse," and they have this crazy monkey head on them. Really? Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Do you know how Did, proud my pros- brother's going to be oh. because he coined the phrase "Chimpocalypse"? <laughs> we'll have to send uh, him some. Yeah, we'll send him some. Yeah. All proceeds so goes towards the eradication of monkeys. He spawned a whole meme. <laughs> Dude, your brother slept on our couch. Oh, I know. Oh, do you? Yeah. He just shows yeah. up one day. It was, a, it was the strangest story. He came back from, from seeing you and being at your wedding, and, and like timing didn't work out or something, and he needed to waste a day in Orlando. So he took the bus over to good old Relevant Media Group and chilled. Did he really? Yeah, he was here. He actually he, he slept here in the studio. He had... 
cable, television, internet. There's free sodas in the fridge. There's a shower, and he was fine. Good to go. Yeah. <laughs> he slept for 34 of the 36 hours he was here. But. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to lie. There were times while I was, you know, while I was in Orlando that I thought about just moving into the office. <laughs> just not, not because I couldn't afford rent or anything like that. It was just because it would be easier. You know, it's like, think about how much that would cut down my commute. It's like right now I've got what a 10 minute bike ride. Yeah. I could have a two second walk from the studio to my desk. However, I was say a two second raise of your head. We, we, <laughs> but when we first moved into this office and, and you saw the shower, you talked at length at about this idea and we yes. determined that you and your robe would be <laughs> probably how we saw you the most. And that probably wasn't a good idea. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That basically I would often just during the middle of the day, go ahead and take a shower <laughs> and spend the rest of the day walking around <laughs> my with the medallions. Yeah. Yes. Right. Remember? Yeah. Oh yes. Oh medallions. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's see. All right. You're slice. You're up. All right. I'll have to move quick. I've got 11% power. You can do um, it. <laughs> um, so a Harvard uh, psychiatrist, neuropsychiatrist, has uh, explained what we've all been wondering about for a long time, which is the neurobiology of zombies, <laughs> right? Exactly how a zombie brain functions. The revenge He's of the fallen, correct? <laughs> correct. He's put extensive research into this. And basically what he's come up with is that uh, the uh, the zombies don't have much frontal lobe ap- activity, just enough to uh, to listen to their, their thalamus through which sensory input is processed. Um, and also the, uh, the control of impulsivity, you know, the, basically when you do something, if you had two more seconds, you might not have done it. Um, because that resides in the frontal lobe, the frontal lobe capacity of zombies is diminished, and so they run around eating brains. Uh, you know, they just can't control their impulses. So really, uh, what he's come up with here is that zombies are really to be pitied more than anything else because uh, they're, they're, they've suffered a horrible affliction. And I think it's really important because not only has he uh, diagnosed zombieism i think this is the first step in leading to a treatment does he know zombies aren't real what does he know zombies know are what not real? no what what yeah, i'm sorry adam i don't i'm sorry I, I didn't i didn't understand you maya <laughs> i heard something about zombies and real but I, right right it just didn't sense in context i where did you see this space.com zombie.com space.com yeah. Uh, I, I found it through uh, through either Fark or Yahoo, one of the two. I, it, I have a lot of time on my hands.com. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's like, I, I'm hoping, I'm really hoping that this guy got a grant to do this research. Probably spent $2 million on that research. Hey, stimulus, man. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm in we shock. Need to know. I mean, I, this guy isn't doing it to be funny, right? I mean, he's. 
Well, actually, apparently his lectures, there is, there's a lot of humor in them. Okay. He's actually wow. legitimately very interested in this subject, like very interested. And he's coming at it as a scientist, you know? And so he's, he's very serious about examining the, you know, zombie psychology, but he does kind of pepper his lectures with a lot of humor and pop culture references and stuff. I was going to say, he's one of those professors that, like, you know, thinks he's just hilarious and, like, the students love him when you get there, like, come on, man. You know, just <laughs> really, are we are we really learning about the brain because of your research with zombies? Come on. You Adam know? loves him. <laughs> well, I just think he's doing a public service is all. <laughs> I feel like I want to make a joke about this, but, like, there's no joke is as good as the actual story. Like, yeah, we can just like leave the it great, there. Yeah. 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 That's the great thing about it is the headline is the punchline. Yeah. <laughs> Zombies scared the bejesus out of people. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> maybe, maybe it explains what happened to James Garfield. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the brains. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It went right for it in sandstone. So it popped right off. <laughs> like a Pez. <laughs> impulse control, you know, in order to yeah. know that breaking the head off the statue of a former president is a bad idea. Yeah. <laughs> They're it. just aimlessly wandering around farms. <laughs> All right. Maya's got a slice to wrap it. Let's go. Mine is more of just a public service notice for everyone in Maryland. Um, a few months, years, I don't know how long ago, as Cameron had talked about the guy in the side of the road that sells little turtles. Yeah. Here in Florida. <laughs> yeah. The little turtle truck. Yeah, the turtle truck. Yeah. Well, apparently. I've been following that story pretty closely, too. <laughs> <laughs> apparently, in Maryland, recently, two vendors were arrested for selling the miniature um, turtles. Little live turtles. Little live turtles. Apparently, it is illegal to do there. In, in Maryland. In Maryland. Well, because their University of Maryland is a turtle mascot. And That's so true. it's kind of like <laughs> Indians with, with cows. Yeah. You're not. And well, it does say here that the majority of the hatchlings come from Louisiana and Florida. Interesting. So, yeah. Well, what so- kind of country do we live in where we can't even sell baby turtles anymore? <laughs> <on> the side. <laughs> Thanks, that's, Obama. You know, that's, that's why I. That's why I came here. That's why I, came here. I yeah. Hey, Adam. Let me ask you how many police hassle you when you're selling baby turtles out of the back of your car. <laughs> Jesse, some, sometimes the police will come by and help me set up my folding table. <laughs> yeah, they'll, they'll help me set up the cardboard box. Uh, New yeah. Zealand, where you can sell baby turtles and marry a man. <laughs> That's their slogan. Actually, you know, strangely enough, it, you know, it is, of course, a much more liberal country. Gay marriage, not legal here. Actually, I knew that. And yet prostitution is legal. Really? Yeah. That's how, he's, uh, that's how he's making his, the ends meet. <laughs> Got to, you know, I mean, turtles only go so far. <laughs> <laughs> you, you'd be shocked at how little money you make selling baby turtles. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually an enormous time investment for hey. very little payoff. Yeah. <laughs> how much do you think you can get someone to pay for a baby turtle? Uh, I, all I can say is I way overestimated the market for them. And, <laughs> I'm actually into some very bad people for a lot of money so, at this point. Yeah. Okay, and no. I've got about 300 baby turtles that I'm not sure are still <laughs> I've got to move these right things now. quick. But okay, my, Jesse, my car smells terrible. You're, t- <laughs> you're tapping into a real conundrum that I have about the guy here in Orlando 
who has a van with a large paper mache turtle on the on the roof. I don't know what it's made out of. And he goes around, and I see it every day. Some, you know, somewhere else in the city. I think finding, you have it on your Facebook somewhere. I do. That this person, that is their occupation. They do this. They sell turtles. Number one, I mean, you are saying correct statements. How is this person making more than $4 a week? Well, no, real quick, I, from this story, the vendors in Maryland who got arrested, they buy them for $0.50 cents a piece and usually end up selling them for 10 to $15 each. So, but, but still, like, how many turtles are you selling? You know? Yeah, maybe one and, and, two a day. But, but Cameron, I walk by stores all the time, you know, like, like at a local mall near me. It's that's it's a, it's like the the not nice mall anymore. Like two good malls have moved into town, you know. So you like you have a sword store now, right? Yeah, yeah. There's like a, there's like a sword store, several sword stores. There's one store that it, there's like a couple like um, stores that you can tell are this is the only one of them that exists. Right. You know, I got and the sign was definitely quick. made at their house. Um, Adam, I'm sorry, Jesse. I got break in real quick. My computer is now running on reserve battery power. Goodbye, Adam. We'll see you next week. Bye, Adam. Bye, guys. Sorry. See you, man. When he first chimed, when he first skyped in, the video thing was on, uh-huh. and it was him sitting in a car passenger seat with the seatbelt on, and I'm like, <laughs> "Why are you?" You know, I thought he was driving. You know, <laughs> so yeah, I was very concerned. But anyway, so uh, Adam will be back next week. Just to let everybody know. So uh, you were saying, Jesse, about your mall. Well, I, you know, and there's a store that's doing, uh, like, massages, you know? Like, it used to be, like, a shoe store or something, but now they do massages. And every time I walk by there, I'm like, I don't think this is going to be there next week, you know? They're, like, waving at you to come in. Oh, come on, you look stressed. And it's like, no, that's creepy to get a massage in the mall, you know? But it's the same thing with the turtle people, you know? Yeah, I just can't imagine the demand. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, well, I guess on that note, that'll do it for Slices. Up next, we've actually got a live performance by Heath McNeese. Ooh. Yep. I got the paper with his name. He was here a couple weeks ago, and so um, a number of bands have been in recently, so I just didn't know which one we were going to do this week. So we're doing Heath. Cool. Um, I'll tell you more about that in a minute. Before we uh, toss to Heath, let me tell you about sponsor number two of today's podcast. Uh, It's brought to you by 613 Media the publisher of the supernatural thriller The Jonathan Steele Chronicles. Check out the latest book in the series, The Twelfth Demon, Vampire Magic, at twelfthdemon.com. That's 1-2-T-H-demon.com. Vampire Magic is spelled V-A-M-P-Y-R-E-M-A-J-I-C-K. I wonder why. I don't know. I guess you can find out. Yeah, you can find out at twelfthdemon.com. All right, that'll do it for slices. Up next, Heath McNeese. Listening to uh, music that we put in in post production. Not sure what it is still. Uh, Heath McNeese, like I mentioned, came through the studio a couple weeks ago. He's got an album out now called The Heath McNeese Fan Club Meets Tonight. I like that. Um, he's uh, worked with Pigeon John and Mars Ill 
two of my favorite uh, in the hip-hop game. Uh, you can check him out at myspace.com slash Heath McNeese. Without any further ado, here is Heath McNeese. Oh, dear sweet Lord. Daddy brought a pistol full of hot leaded bullets. Cock it and pull it that. Talking in public got you shot in the gullet. I'm fully get pop from guitar to my mother. Don't fully get props from collar popping Muppet to bully kids off of the block if they're coming with something that is hot but is not hip hop. That's top 40 if not for me. The rest of these bars would have been boring. It goes one, two, three to the four. I'm so broke I ain't never heard of me before. Citizen. Hot in here isn't just me The opposite of what it pop should be And I, 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 I'm breaking up the monotony So if you got two feet then walk with me I said walk with me Whoa. I said walk with me So I grew up in a little town in Georgia. Started rapping, confused my parents. I got my degree in musical theater. Confused them even more, it goes like this, okay. I freestyle with squirrels a lot because nobody likes rap. They all think it's just talking trash. They seem to believe it's just talking fast. No matter what they say, I get along with that. Because a honky has to have heard of Merle Haggard and be able to sing his words backwards. Georgia's a state of civil war battles. A lot of lessons were learned that prove valuable. Whether you're black or white, red or a mixture. I learned the Lord just paints a perfect picture. Skin tones are shades that God made to provide flavor. In the world without taste or sight So make the time to take the ride Humidity is part of the beauty but no nudity Guys, fly around a train, just breathe it in Come in a visit it then become a citizen Citizen Hot and hue isn't just me The opposite of what it pop should be Oh, oh, now Breaking up the monotony I wish my ex-girlfriend would stop calling me Would stop calling me Stop calling me Oh, 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 how'd you even get my number? I changed it when we broke up But then you showed up on my doorstep 
holding a dead squirrel And it was kind of weird Kind of weird But I still kind of liked it What's that say about me? Since I've been on the road too long Long, long In the cold too long Long, long Mama won't stop calling me Saying, baby, brush your teeth And take vitamin C Cause you'll always be Brenda's little baby This is the last one. This is actually serious. I'll do this. This one's called Hallelujah. People have heard it. Everybody's covered it. strong but she needed proof you saw her baby on the roof her beauty in the moonlight over through you and she tied you to her kitchen chair she took your throne
been listening to heath mcneese you can check him out at myspace.com slash heath mcneese smile on my face but it's really no joke you feel it in the street the people breathe without hope they're going through the motion they're dimming down the focus the focus get cleared and the light turns sharp and the eyes grow teary the mind grow weary i speak it so clearly sometimes y'all don't hear me i push it past the base no relations got to feel me i feel it in my bones black i'm so wide awake that i'm hardly ever asleep my flow forever deep and it's volumes of scriptures when i breathe on a beat my presence speak volumes before i say a word i'm everywhere penthouse pay in the curb, cradle to the grave, so cathedral of a shell, universal ghetto life, holla black, you know it well, quiet storm, vital form, pen push the bright across, mind is a vital force, high level right across, soul is the lion's roar, voice is the siren, I swing round, ring out, and bring down the tyrant, shot a small axe and knock a giant lopsided, the world is so dangerous, there's no need for frightening, the suckers trying to hide like the struggle won't find them, then the sun busts through the cloud to clearly remind them, it's everywhere, no, normally we'd be doing your feedback here, and we don't have any feedback because I think the last time we talked to you was 2008. I'm not really sure. So we will ask you a question this week. You can email us. Feedback will come back next week. Right? Okay. So here is this week's editorial question of the week. Editorial question of the week. Hey. All right. Well, this week we talked about some fascinating research into zombies. So, uh, I'm sure most of you will spend the rest of the night Googling this research. I know I will be. Um, I believe you, Jesse. <laughs> I'm absolutely serious. Uh, why wouldn't you? Um, so, my question is if there is a field of possibly true research that has not been conducted, 
what do you wish it would be? Mm. So, give me an example. I know you have a wish list. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad you asked that question. (laughs) Well, you know, um, I obviously I would like a biologist to confirm some of my theories uh, about the uh, pending apocalypse that we've talked about. you know, why do they hate us, maybe? <laughs> what did we ever do to them? Uh, those are questions I think science can answer. <laughs> I agree. Maybe something about squirrels. I see a squirrel up on the table over there. You know how they're so bold and stuff? I, I, think, I think science could answer a lot of questions. Why do random creatures hate us? <laughs> <laughs> because I don't think it's just squirrels and monkeys, although I think they hate us more than most. Right, right. They're at the top. You can write into feedback at relevantmagazine.com or editorial at relevantmagazine.com. Your answers to the question. Say it again, Jesse. Okay. We <laughs> talked about the zombie research. Right. Well, you, you may have to recall. redo the whole thing. Just what's the oh, one sentence if, version? If there is a field that may or may not be true, right. that you need confirmation from science on, what would it be? So you're talking myths, myth- mythological or cultural Things like zombies, like Loch Ness or Bigfoot, like the impending chimpocalypse, things like that. Yeah, you cryptozoology. Want, um, right. You know, one of my favorite topics. So, so you want real scientific dissertation or analysis on this thing, which may or may not be real. Exactly. And if you have any trouble coming up with ideas, watch Discovery Channel at about four in the morning because <laughs> that's all their programming consists of. That's true. So write into feedback at relevantmagazine.com. All right. Well, that, I didn't know I was pregnant. My answer, my answer is science as a whole. I'm not. I'm just not sure that I buy it. <laughs> I think the jury's still out. Yeah. Okay. Well, I guess that, on that note, that'll wrap up this week's podcast. A very I, unusual podcast. I feel like we should have Tyler doing activities on the phone and podcasting more often. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I just on errands. Yeah, I'll go to the zoo. I'll uh, <laughs> bake a cake. It's kind of like, yeah. it could, we, we could have a little jingle, like, what's Tyler doing this week? <laughs> and people I'll, have drop, to, I'll drop clues. Yeah, people have to guess what you're doing. <laughs> yeah. Yes. If you guessed he's that Target buying guitar hero, you're correct. <laughs> I heard a lawnmower. He's delivering a baby. <laughs> Sleeping. Maybe the editorial question of the week should be, tell us things you want Tyler to do on future podcasts. We can do a part two because we have, we have enough... We need some feedback. That's true. Yeah. So we will do two editorial questions of the week because we miss so many weeks. The second question that you could answer is, tell, tell us to have Tyler do something. <laughs> <laughs> he must do it. During the podcast. During the podcast. It could be feats of strength. Ooh. It could be, it could be things to do with milk. He could just be singing in the background the whole time. <laughs> singing, playing, playing a music bed, kind of like yeah. the organist at a baseball game. Oh, that'd be fun. It's accept large sums of money from you. That could be it, too. <laughs> What's Tyler doing nah, now? Nah. He's rolling around in the money <laughs> while podcasting. He's cashing your check. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, write that. Yeah. Write into feedback at com with that one, too. Uh, many thanks to Heath McNeese for sitting in. Again, you can check him out at myspace.com slash Heath McNeese. And uh, wow, what a crew this week. And what a way to come back, you know? Yeah. So thanks to uh, Tyler for sitting in and Jesse as always and uh, Adam. 
next week we will need to explain a little bit more of Adam's story, right? Of why he was on a honeymoon mm-hmm. in New Zealand. In We're a car, stealing internet from another house. <laughs> stealing internet, <laughs> talking to people on the road. Um, when he just, you know, went to New Zealand, what six months ago? So no more than that. No, it was. Oh well, yeah, you're right. It was uh, November, October, November. Was it October? Okay. Yeah, you're right. So anyway, crazy story worth hearing. We'll, we'll do tr- it when he has a battery life. Next yeah, time. we'll try to get him to tell it to you next week. It's a it's a great story with a happy ending. So. Um, okay, well, cool. That'll do it for this week's podcast. I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Maya Strang. I'm Jesse Carey. I'm Tyler Clark. And uh, we're the relevant. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we'll see you next week. I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Maya Strang. Jesse. I'm, I'm Jesse Tyler Clark. Clark. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Do do those over. <laughs> Jesse. I'm first. Jesse Carey. Do it. Do it again. Oh, I'm Jesse. I'm Tyler Carey. Clark. <laughs> 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 that what we're doing. What's happening? <laughs> hold, on, hold on, hold on. I should leave all this in. You oh, uh, okay, Jesse, you go now. I'm Jesse Carey. <laughs> <laughs> Tyler, your turn. Tyler, you go after Jesse stops talking. Ready, Jesse? You okay. go now. I'm Jesse Carey. I'm Tyler Clark. And uh, we're the relevant. <laughs> yeah. You guys don't have to use this. I just want to play this because it's, it's, it's short. It's, this short's stupid. Anyway, the song's called the love song.
entendres. Queen is a woman in a hand. It doesn't matter. Ba, 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 ba. Destined to die alone Playing with my pot collection From the early 90s G G minor D cause it's a major chord B7 cause it's kind of bluesy E minor 7 cause everybody knows it A7 cause it's seldom used D again cause it resolves And then A7 cause that's my style If You fool me once Then shame on you But if you fool me twice Same thing, shame on you Cause shame on me don't apply Cause I'm 